I'm Jeff Minton and not Peter Andre and you're listening to the one and only Albion been and gone. So just a couple of minutes left, Brighton have to hang on with 10 men and here come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area, need to get a shot away, there's the drive, oh it's crept in! Sensational 90th minute! Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game with seconds remaining, surely that's all three points for the visitors. Jeff Bloody Minton. Wow. What a guy. An actual Brighton yeah. legend. Yeah. On our podcast that only 40 people listen to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as many, almost as many Instagram followers as he's got, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> Bless him. He only had like 200 or something. Yeah. Yeah. He followed my personal Instagram first. I yeah. don't, which is weird. But very, like, very quickly after. St- literally yeah. straight away. Because he enjoyed the joke that I made. About Peter Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, it fa- is it fair to say that you had no idea who Jeff Minton was before doing this? And now your phone has loads of selfies that he sent you? It's fair to say it looks like I have been on some sort of ex-pro footballer tinder and <laughs> and it's got to the picture part yeah um yeah i i do have i have very balls jeff minton because he's like bald now yeah yeah he's bald yeah. he looks a, he looks like he's photoshopped on a beard yeah um and yeah he was very quick to send that it's like oh i look like this now fella <laughs> <laughs> like okay he's i think um just that generation of footballers are just way more normal. I think is the right word. Is it normal to send? I mean, a like... bloke you've never met <laughs> selfies. More, I'd say. The intention of him doing that was probably more normal than the intention of how modern day footballers would send selfies yeah yeah to strangers that's, that's true yeah yeah I, what i really liked about his instagram um clearly i've been researching it was the fact that he puts up a lot of pictures which are just getty images yeah and they still Googled. have and they have the watermark on them yeah. and he's like yep yeah, crop that <laughs> like he hasn't even gone to the length like we have to go and find the original image save yeah. it Get rid of that watermark. <laughs> Just put it, put it all up there, all of it up there. You, you were impressed that he's got. He had a photo of himself with uh, Gaza, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. I was impressed by that. Yeah. That's again. That shows I didn't really know who he was. Yeah. He would. So he was briefly. A, he would have been just about at Tottenham at the same time. I think probably the end of Gaza at Tottenham, and then beginning of Jeff Minton's career probably just about cross paths it doesn't look like he's up to anything footbally now no just uh, waiting for chances to get on things like this yeah <laughs> so how I, I noticed that you've actually done the buzz cut on yep, your shaved it off it's gone no yeah I think it's num- number two um, did it myself oh yeah really yeah in the garden with mirrors no so you just figured it out in the back. Yeah, um, my wife did do like right, like the middle of the back where I, I sort yeah. of didn't have a clue what was yeah, literally yeah, yeah. like stabbing away at my head. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just kind of. Was this at all influenced by the pod? Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because um, for those of you that follow our Instagram, uh, you'll notice that a couple of pictures of Tom as a kid went up. Yeah. Against mom, your will. Yeah, I had no idea it was happening. My, I think my mum sent them to my wife, and then my wife sent them to you. Well, I again, I didn't really. Unsolicited. It was yeah. Oh well, I figured that you'd said, "Oh, send Joel some childhood pictures." No. Nope. And about half seven in the morning, I just had two pictures of children on my phone. <laughs> Do, again. Yeah. <laughs> again. Um, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, they weren't. So the one that's got like blue hair. So there was. Like, <laughs> I know why you say. It was. It was at my primary school. They did. It was called Bad Taste Day. I don't know what. It's probably for some charity. I don't know why it was on that theme. 
Um, but I got some hair mascara. Okay. Um, and yeah, I guess poured the bottle on my head. Right. Because <laughs> I obviously need a lot of it. And you thought bad taste. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had uh, one of my. Um, uh, it was my stepdad at the time. One of his shirts. So that, that's cool. a dig at him, I think. Well, I suppose that's all the 14-year-olds put, you know, with their chalk hair. Stopping listening right now. Yeah. Do you know what that is, chalk hair? No. No, it's basically chalk where you literally just scrape a colour in. It's like a pastel colour. Okay. It's like that. Like, so yeah. like blue. Actually, there's lots of indie bands with blue fringes and, um, mm. you know, stepdad shirts. <laughs> so it's come round. Yeah. I think like we said with Jeff Minton, yeah, it goes full circle. Like now... Maybe a bit cool. I would say so. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, we all Sussex Bridesid. We are all growing up in the cup with Sussex Bridesid. So, uh, we're going to talk about Irishmen yes, today. Yes, as it's... Uh, hang on. It's called St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, but, but <laughs> when when is it? As we're recording it, it's in three days' time... As you're listening to this, it's already happened. We can't do anything for it anyway, so... Well, hey. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is St. Patrick's Day, and I thought we would mark the occasion by uh, talking about some of uh, the... Not best. (laughs) um, Some Irishmen. Basically, we're not going to talk about Shane Duffy. No. Yeah, a bit, a bit too more recent. Although the recent um, uh, sex scandal of Aaron Connolly um, did bring up some memories of a similar scandal with Shane Duffy a few <laughs> years ago. But anyway, yeah, not 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 Shane Duffy. I did message him asking for a little audio clip. Didn't get back to me. No. Too busy losing the SPL title, I think. <laughs> um. So. Have you been to Ireland? Yes, I've been a few times actually. Um, the first time was, I'm going to say eventful. It was for my friend's 18th birthday. We went to Dublin. Uh-huh. Um, we thought that we would be really cool and hire suits from uh, Moss Bros. Yeah, a couple of lads on the town. Yeah. Yep. And we also had like, so you know, like Reservoir Dogs have all like the different colours. Yeah. So we all had like a different colour tie. Good. Yeah. I can't remember what colour I was. No. Um, but yeah, we all went to Dublin, got our suits on, uh, did the did the Guinness tour, not in suits. Um, oh yeah, you, you knew that wouldn't be appropriate. That would not be appropriate. <laughs> but later on, obviously, got, get our suits on. Um, while we're getting ready, there's a, a fire alarm goes off in the hotel, so we all just come kind of stood outside. In well, it would have been February March time, so pretty cold in Dublin. Yeah, in our suits. Um, I tried a cigar for the first time and instantly projectile vomited in, in the street um and then you know later on time to hit the town we thought you know in like r&b or hip-hop videos when like, the, like when the projectile vomit happens <laughs> the guy they like enter the club and yes. like everyone just like oh wow these guys are yeah really cool we thought it'd be like that um it wasn't. No. <laughs> no. I think we just look like idiots, really. And I imagine everyone in Dublin knew that we were English. I think it was quite obvious that we were English. Um, we didn't get let, let in anywhere. So didn't do that. Um, and then uh, ends up just having a Chinese. This sounds so much like an episode of The Inbetweeners. Yeah. In fact, I'd, how many years before? the Probably about... Probably verging on ten years before it, but I say very similar to the time, the one where they go clubbing. It's uh, quite yeah, similar to that, yeah. actually. Yeah. So I've been to Dublin um, just the one time mm-hmm. with a uh, well, with an ex-girlfriend who was an ex-girlfriend at the time, but she didn't accept it. Okay. So she kept like she inviting you on holiday. 
Well, yeah, she just came on the holiday. Like, I'm not even joking, and I hope she's not listening to this. It's very unlikely if she would be. Um, but I uh, had booked to go out there, and then I get a text saying, oh, it's Ireland today, isn't it? I'm on the train over. Cool. And I just went along with it. Like, she just Didn't... came with me. Yeah, I don't know. You can't really say to someone you're not allowed to go to Ireland. No, but while we were in Ireland, she did tell me I was not allowed to drink in the bars. So I don't know why we went. <laughs> it w- uh, why? Uh, it's not for this kind of podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> there seemed to be more to Ireland for her than than that. We went to actually we did mm. the post the post office museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. genuinely sounds great very good so um in uh honor of i guess not really your trip but more my trip to dublin <laughs> Um, I brought um, some cans of Ireland's finest Guinness. Guinness, Guinness yeah, that's yeah. the one. Um, I've been watching quite a lot of uh, YouTube videos about the kind of perfect way to pour. So obviously, it comes in various settings, like yeah. from you know, there's various bottles, and there's a few different types of canned one. So this one, I know exactly how we're going to pour it. Okay, and we're going to do this live on air. Yeah. Yeah. In the <laughs> so. The audio format yep. oh, works crack, well, doesn't it? Crack open your can. Okay. All right. You're going to direct me. Yeah. Is it now worth saying that while I did go to Dublin, I did actually do the Guinness tour and they taught me exactly how to do this? Yeah, but not on air. No. <laughs> so. Good. Yeah. Oh, we're there, yeah. Yeah. And then literally straight upside down and just keep going. So none of this tilting stuff because of the widget that that um, sorts it right out. Although it has been in the car, so I don't know whether. And then just leave it for a bit. Good things come to those who wait, as the uh, advert goes. So um. Yeah. So that that was worth it. <laughs> yeah. That's there not we getting go. cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so that. They they did tell us that. Okay. Um, but but did they? Do you know how to taste it? No. No. So the uh, we like part of the tour. We went into like this mini, I suppose like a mini bar. They had tiny little bars. Across so not the room. not the big panoramic no. one. Okay. And, and she said that when we taste it, we have to like swirl it around like it's wine. Yeah, I think they're making it up. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to make it like be fancy aren't yeah they? well and they and she said that when you do it like you breathe in your nose and you'll be able to taste the full Guinness okay. effect yeah should we try that yeah <laughs> so what are we doing so it was like bring it in it does smell nice Guinness But it does seem quite fancy for yeah. just just drink it. Yeah. I do you, so. Do you really like Guinness? Is I that, do love Guinness. I really I've, like I've, it. I've re- I've recently got into like other types of stouts and yeah, um, other brands and there's quite a lot out there. Um, I had a pineapple stout yesterday. Pineapple was it? Pineapple okay. milkshake stout. Hang on, I might have had that actually. What well, what brand is it? Or like? Oh, I cannot remember. It looked like Lilt. <laughs> I had um, yes, yeah, so generally uh, milk stouts. They're yeah. like they're quite sweet, aren't they? Yes. Um, I don't think you could have like a whole night of them, but a one-off is quite nice. Are you a kind of one beer sort of like I don't know, like beer like it's a chocolate bar type guy now? Well, as in like I have one and then that's yeah, it. As opposed to yeah. you know when you're younger, it's and like a drink, drink, drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to be like get everything. I going. will have six bottles of Carlsberg yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I yeah I think as I've got older it's more a um I you know not I don't go out 
<laughs> um, yeah, there's no need for pre-drinks in any <laughs> in any situation. Um, oh, that's good. Um, so basically, I'm yeah, probably have like one nice beer. Yeah. Like before bed or something, and then that's and that's it. Yeah. I mean, this is so appropriate given this is an Irish, mm. an Irish episode in which you brought beer. Yeah. And we're talking about how little we drink. <laughs> yeah. But I think, um, yeah, as we're going to see, that's not always the case for all Irish footballers. No. We do sometimes. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we start? Who do you want to tell me about first? Well, before we start, I think we need to, we've actually got an apology to issue. Oh, oh yes, I do. I yeah. do remember. Um, so in the last episode, um, we were kind of slagging off David, David Lopez a bit in terms of how he looks. Yeah. Which in this day and age we shouldn't really be doing, but but we've at the same time tarnished all Daves. Sorry about that. Yeah. So and especially um, the Dave that has kindly uh, done our artwork. <laughs> for free <laughs> yeah whilst doing the podcast you kind of forget that dave was doing this while yeah. slagging off dave <laughs> um anyway we'd like to issue the following um apology so am i doing it or are you doing it no you're doing it okay you uh, said it <laughs> as it was me yeah um so albion being and gone is aware of offense caused in our episode spaniards Please be aware that we, we intended no harm to the Dave community when we stated that David, or David, Spanish Dave Lopez, looked like a Dave. It is our intention to make it clear that Albion being a gone, are my screens locked? Hang on. Um, are long-term advocates for the Dave community. Please note that the views expressed in the episode are far from the views of the presenters, and we're merely portraying Dave-related satire. We will donate all proceeds from that episode to a Dave-related charity. Thank you. And I, I, and I stand wholeheartedly yeah. behind those words. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I should have let you do that first. Um, let's move on to an Irish... We haven't got any Irish Daves, have we, to talk about? Was uh, there any? No, actually. No Irish... I don't think they do they have many Daves. It's more a Welsh name. Yeah. David. David. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. There's probably like an Irish version of it that has like double the amount of letters. We're getting down the bad road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so um, shall we talk about what about Liam Brady? Yeah. Because okay. he was a manager as opposed to a player, yes. wasn't he? So um quite legendary Irish footballer. Yeah. Um you know, played in played for Arsenal and uh, quite a lot in Italy as well. Um he started his managerial career at Celtic and I don't think uh, that quite worked out. I think he's there at the same time that um Graham Souness was Rangers manager. Um, so after leaving Celtic, he uh, got the Brighton job. This was at quite a uh, turbulent time in uh, the um, club's history, um, probably the most turbulent. And he um, was basically tasked with just getting stuff out of players that he's had no budget right. for, for players at all. Anyone good had to be sold instantly. Um he did oversee a relegation, but I think really it was the board that were the problem. He was very outspoken about the board yeah, um, and how bad a job they were doing. And he got together the uh, consortium that uh, basically rescued the club. He brought those people in um, to the club, so Dick Knight. Um, they knew each other somehow. And he... Um, he was actually initially going to be on the board at Brian right. and Liam Brady, but um, and 
Yeah, so in in a kind of roundabout way, he had a quite a big part in rescuing the club. A little bit like a messiah yeah. figure. Yeah, yeah. So is he uh, would be one of the album's heroes. Yeah, in, in a way, I think I think Brighton fans just he's quite highly respected, even though he didn't necessarily do didn't do like a particularly great job, but he um, was very much on on board with how the supporters are feeling um he like came to loads of like supporters meetings and things like that even after he left the club he was still kind of coming along to meetings why are you here again <laughs> he's a fellow in it my job <laughs> <laughs> um and then he so he then got a job uh with the, uh, the arsenal youth academy which he was there for quite a long time and he would we would get quite a lot of loan players from arsenal most of them ended up being absolute crap but um it's the thought isn't it? yeah it's the thought of <laughs> um what i really like what picked out from your highlights mm-hmm. was his phrase after a post-match interview yeah if my auntie had bollocks she'd be my uncle yeah i can't even remember the sit like what the relevant like how that fitted in with a post-match interview um, imagine Mourinho saying that yeah. now I, I think i think it was like oh um perhaps missed quite a few chances in the game and like oh if you'd taken those chances you would have won and he yeah said that you're not really allowed to say that kind of thing now are you no because um sometimes your auntie does have bollocks true yeah good point yeah yeah um so (laughs) (laughs) and any recent dealing with the club no so i think he's left uh, i don't think he works for arsenal anymore I i think he's retired I'm pretty sure he still lives around. He might live in Hove still, I think. Nice. Maybe mm. he's at that Hove restaurant, the Italian. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's called Galileo's, by the way. And that was a, that wasn't even an intended <laughs> setup there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did Google it after, and yeah. Okay, so um, Wayne Henderson, a keeper. Yep. Um, so. First things first was uh, is married to former Apprentice contestant Liz Locke, and with with everything that this podcast is, you get in there with that yep. the C list celebrity yep. type of news, and that probably at that point because this was pre Johnny Dixon, so she was probably the number one, well, maybe yeah. maybe second to Daniela Westbrook actually. I will say I've never heard of Liz Locke. Yeah, I think. Can you name many Apprentice contestants? Katie Hopkins. Other than her? Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I've... Yeah, I don't really like it that much. No, I liked <laughs> the junior one. Yeah. As a junior yeah. one, that was quite fun. Um, yeah. I've, I'm going to see if I know anything. I've, yeah, other Apprentice contestants. Liz Locke. Instagram. Oh. Elizabeth Locke. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wayne Henderson. Is he there? Well, it's the wrong one because it's not this one, is it? No, it's not him. No. <laughs> that, that's the picture they associate with her. Yeah. Aww. Wayne Henderson. He looks really friendly, that guy. Spa- well, he is apparently, that guy is an American guitar maker. Okay. Who specialises in the handmade custom acoustic guitars. He also dated Liz Locke. <laughs> <laughs> she's just got a thing for guys called Wayne Henderson doesn't matter who they are uh, so do you want to tell me a bit more yeah so he uh, he was a really highly rated young goalie um, signed from Aston Villa well, he came in after Michael Kuypers right uh, no well, same time okay. so uh, who would have been the manager then Marmagee um Kuipers, Kuipers, it's Michelle Kuipers, not Michael. Well, well, that's that then, isn't it? <laughs> um, he he was like he's super popular, and they always kind of tried to bring in these other goalies, and none of them ever really lasted that long. But Henderson was the one that I think they had as being the kind of long term replacement. Um, he. Yeah, he'd come from Aston Villa, highly rated. He's a he's the Ireland under twenty one goalie at the time, and he was like 
reasonably good. He just had one colossal flaw in his game that he would just very regularly parry shots completely into the path of an opposing striker. And that happened a lot. That is quite a major flaw. Yeah. When your job is to stop. Yeah. So, so he's making <laughs> he's making a save, but you know, instead of tipping it around yeah. for, for a corner, it was just he, he clearly had some sort of mental block. Or he just really hated people getting assists. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of those assists. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember there was a game, and I think it, I think it might have been on New Year's Day, away at Bournemouth, um, where he was kind of caught in possession in the last minute. Yeah. And um, yeah, they obviously just tackled him and scored. He he then like came over to like the Brighton fans, yeah. being like, oh, "I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry," and everyone was just like hurling abuse at him. And I was like, "Oh no, poor guy!" And he, I think he was sold not long after. Um, yeah, don't know what he's doing now. Probably making guitars. Yeah, a- aged quite a lot. <laughs> I will put a picture up of Wayne Henderson yeah. and also Wayne Henderson, yeah. and you can choose which one you think Liz Lock would have spent time <laughs> with. Um, so a name that pops out to me because I know of him from mm-hmm. Reading, okay. uh, Paul McShane. Paul McShane, yeah, it's another Reading Brighton connection. Yeah, yeah. either ends of their career though. Yeah, because he, he was at Brighton quite, when he was quite young. Well, he not... came straight from Man United, didn't he, to Brighton? On, on loan. Um, and he was really good. Um, it, it, unfortunately, in a team that got did get relegated, um, he, he was player of the year. Um, the only loanee to have ever won that um, in, you know, since 1901. Uh, We're just talking about Brighton, or yes, every, oh, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. every team you've yeah. put this up. Um, yeah, only it's a Brighton, a Brighton's player of the year. He's the only one to have won it as a loney. Um, today's game, can you name every player of the year since 1901? <laughs> I could probably name from about 95, but it's not, not right now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, probably most um, remembered for. Um, Scoring a winning goal at Selhurst for Brighton. Um, yeah, he was, he was really good. And then I guess did a bit, he's a bit of a journeyman, really. He's played for quite a lot of teams. So Yeah, I was um, I was thinking about maybe doing a game um, <clears throat> along the lines of how many of these players have also played for Cork. Okay. And <laughs> turns out that nearly all of them have. Oh, right, okay. Um, in some way or another. So I didn't. So, but I did look up. Yeah, he has played for a lot of teams for McShane, yeah. um, and he came to Reading. Well, he only just left Reading, I think, a couple of seasons okay. ago. Okay, he's a Rochdale now. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I did message him. As well. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. As in, he said, "No, I'm busy. I'm in Rochdale." Just didn't message back. Uh well, mm. he's a, he would still come under the category of a modern footballer. Yeah. Yeah. Followers yeah. wise, definitely. Yeah. Um. How many, has he, how many has he got? Oh, hang on. Let's have a quick look. I reckon... He's got a blue tick. Oh. There's no way that Jeff Minton's got a no. blue tick. Well, he, was, um, he was an Irish international, wasn't he? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I could see him. But he's re- relatively high profile. Uh, brief side note. I did think that in one picture of him, I thought he looked like... Uh, the Royal Co- Correspondent for the BBC in 1997, Nicholas Hewitt. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. Um, Look like Paul McShane. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Paul McShane picture. Who A Royal Correspondent looked like Paul McShane. A bit, yeah. Because they're like the smartest ones. This one, right? So, briefly, that's Paul McShane. Yeah. yeah? And I thought, at a glance... He looked a little bit like, and still, again, this doesn't work for a podcast, especially just really quickly like that. No. <laughs> Paul Machine might look like that when he's older. I liked Adam Alab. Did it, did it? Yes, so you asked me, how many followers has he got? What would you guess? 
Um, four hundred and sixty. Four hundred and sixty. Yeah, is that low? It's quite low. Okay. I'll tell you that he is also followed by. As so, we have four mutual followers. Okay. Me and Paul McShane. One of them is Albion Bean and Gone. <laughs> yeah. Another one is Reading Football Club. Yeah. Brighton don't even follow him. Oh. Another one is Dean Hammond. Okay. And then Harry Maguire. They played together at Hull. Oh. Yeah. I reckon. So th- I think that's where he spent his longest time of his career. So with Harry Maguire following him, now you know that information. Okay. How many followers has he got? Have another go. 4,000. Have another go. <laughs> 2,000. He got 15.1,000. No. Paul McShane has a lot of content. Yeah, that that's... Um, I don't think I know much about Instagram, so I, I was going... Well, yeah. when you have photos like this of him putting, you know, sun cream on his sandwich, lol. Okay. Yeah, he's, that is he's classy a, banter there. He is, he is a joker. Uh, Mother's Day. I'll just see, give you some more Paul Shane news. Um, he did a reverse advent calendar in 2019. Instead of taking out something, you add something in a box. And then... Well, you give it to charity, but okay. it would have been nicer for me to just leave it like that. Yeah. <laughs> what to do with the box? Just, just pop it in the loft. <laughs> <laughs> he shops, by all accounts, at Sainsbury's. Mm. So that's good. Um, there are other shops available. Yeah. Unless Sainsbury's want to sponsor us. And then that is the only shop. <laughs> Imagine if Sainsbury's sponsored this podcast. <laughs> Why would... <laughs> yeah, that would be... <laughs> Sorbian, well, there we go. That's our um, our resident crowd in the room there. Yeah. Uh, I want to find some more. I, I've realised that there's a lot. We just got seasiders, yeah, and then a couple of weirdos <laughs> loaded on my computer. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I'll try and find another another video. There must be another one lurking around. <laughs> um, Gary Dicker is just a great name. Yeah, because you were kind of taking the mick out of him a couple of episodes ago, <laughs> but he was he was quite a good player actually. Um, quite a kind of cultured midfielder. But very 90s footballer name. Again, that's what I said, wasn't yeah. it? It's the name. Yeah. Or it's it just sounds lower league. Yeah. I mean, um, only he, he was. I know he was, <laughs> but you just couldn't imagine a it, Gary Dicker playing for... Lifting the World Cup. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Um, I was going to just go with someone like... You couldn't even imagine Gary Dicker playing for Everton. No. Perhaps a Stoke City yeah. in the in the Prem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um could he have played for Stoke City in the Prem? No, he wasn't quite he he struggled a bit in the championship really, so um very good League One midfielder and now he's um uh doing quite well in the SPL, I think, for Kilmarnock. Oh, okay. Yeah. How th- old is he now? Oh he must be yeah, probably mid thirties, so nearing the end of his career. Anything you want to add with Gary Dicker? No, not really. I think just his work. He did um, as part of the Great Escape season, which we will cover in a few episodes' time. I think um, he was quite a big part of that. And he 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 uh, did the shot that was parried to Nicky Forster to score the goal that kept Brighton up. Spoiler alert for that episode. That, yeah. yeah. That's basically like the trailer. Yeah. Um, how silky smooth was he? You've described him as silky smooth. On a scale of say, uh, mm. on a on a dark like bitter chocolate to galaxy. Ooh. What would you put him as? Um, oh, maybe like a. Probably a, mil- a milky bar. Okay. Or a caramac. Got a bit of edge to it. Okay. 
Yeah, I think a Caramax. Do you like Caramax? No, they're 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 really sweet, aren't they? They are. I used to always have one after swimming club. Yeah. Why well, think... are you saying yeah? You don't know. <laughs> no, but they they're that kind of bar. I think that was it. Was in yeah. It used to. It's probably the only reason I went to swimming club What's twice a week. Caramac. Oh yeah, fifty p for the uh, the vending machine. Mm. The toy that always gave. Also, they're just, they're so thin that you can basically just you can eat it in about five seconds. Who would you like to talk about? I can't remember who we've got left. Well, who have we, we got left? No. Well, we we haven't talked about Roy Keane. Okay. And I feel like that's a bit, you know. Yeah. Is that under brackets Roy Keane? I mean, I think it's worth talking about the Brighton. So they had arranged a trial for him um, to get him over from Ireland with a couple of other players. And um, they basically heard on the grapevine that he was really small and then basically rang him up and went like, nah, sorry, we don't want to have small. him. Yeah, don't want you on trial anymore. Um, which was a really bad decision. I can decision. imagine that really would have pissed him off right oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. He was probably there, because I've heard stories about Roy Keane being like the most on-time man of all time. He would have been out at the airport, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, like seven hours before the flight. Well, I heard Ian Wright talk about it, that there was some, it was like one last yeah. World Cup, you know about this, yeah. the, the World Cup, where he was like a two minutes late, it's yeah. like, no, I'm not coming with you anymore. <laughs> um, it could have been all very different had Roy Keane come to Brighton. Oh yeah, and like it's all because actually around the same time they also had Ian Wright on trial, and decided not to sign him. Again, because he was too small apparently, and then he went to Crystal Palace and then wasn't too small. Wasn't too small, and then Arsenal and and that yeah, really two really bad decisions. Wow! In in what quite did a you short have against span. height. Yeah. <laughs> Weird is, I mean, this would have been like mid eighties. Um, yeah, it's not like there were good small footballers in that era. Didn't have the budget to get the balls down from the yeah, roof. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so cancelled on him. Yeah. Um, who would he have tucked alongside then in the centre of midfield? How do you come? Um, I mean, this was before I was born. I thought, I don't know. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Yeah. And um, but would he have ended up in the same way? He might have ended up because that might could well have been what you know fired him up. He might have been like really chilled out before, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still not over it. I've read thirty odd years later. <laughs> I've read today he's looking to come back into management now. Is he? At Celtic, he wants to come and manage. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that mm. that could be quite a fiery... Well, him against Gerrard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it is quite a tough gig, Celtic and Rangers, because you are basically expected to win the league every season mm. in what is it, basically a two-horse race. But then also, you are kind of expected to do all right in Europe as well. Yeah. Um. So... I mean, Roy Keane, I wouldn't say... He, he did... wasn't a great manager. No. You wouldn't want him coming to Brighton as manager, let's put it like that, would no. you? No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> so, who should we talk about now? Shall we talk... I'll give you the three the three names. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say... Uh, so, Colin Hawkins, I won't put the... the... <laughs> <laughs> so, Colin Hawkins... Uh, Paddy McCourt mm-hmm. or George O'Callaghan or Ka- we'll come on to the, yeah. the pronunciation in, in shortly. Leave him till last. Okay. Let's do the hawk. The hawk. Yeah. Okay, Colin. The hawk. The hawk. hawk. And now, is this something that you've put in, or is this no? That, that, that was a genuine think... nickname. I think partly because of his nose. Yes. Um, and thank you for the uh, pictorial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's it's it's a. Mm. Shall I read what you put in the the here? Yeah, all right, yeah. Colin, if you're listening, <laughs> Again, it's not it's not personal. No, because I did it's just I, podcast. I, yeah. Um, absolutely shambolic central defender. Full yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Really felt sorry for him. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Absolutely comical appearance. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Really barrel-chested and had a huge nose. He is, though, isn't he? He's, got, he's really yeah. barrel-chested. Yeah. In this day and age, though, that's fine. Yeah. Be who you want to be, Colin. Yeah, well, totally, yeah. Um, just seemed to lurch from one calamity to another. Yeah, very Own much goals, so. red cards, etc. Yeah. An absolute mess. Just felt, just felt sorry for him. Mm. So they were your words. However... Mm. His Wikipedia not, says not the words of Wikipedia, right? <laughs> now I know that we've now been doing this. This is our fourth episode, yeah. And I'm not trying to pretend to be knowledgeable on Brighton at all. Mm-hmm. So I often do look it up because I trust you. I like having you as a friend. Yeah, but I do want to fact check some things. I I, now, I think that's quite sensible. I. I want to take you to the the Wikipedia, um, and and this is what it says. Okay. Of Colin. I haven't got my glasses on, so. So it says on the twenty eighth of May two thousand and eight, it was revealed. Revealed. Mm. Uh, I I don't think it was revealed. I think it's just happened, and that Hawkins had become the first signing by Mickey Adams in his second spell as manager. Yep. At League One Brighton. And we'll, we'll cover that season because it was quite incredible, but yeah. He agreed to a two-year contract. Hawkins and Adams had previous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at Coventry. <laughs> Hawkins was hugely popular mm. with the Brighton faithful and assumed cult status at the club. <laughs> Following completion of his two-year contract, Hawkins was released much to the dismay of the supporters. Uh, okay. You when I when I prepped this with you yeah. earlier, you said he's written that. So <laughs> <laughs> I went he wasn't like unpop I think everyone kind of liked him but in as I said kind of felt sorry for him because he it wasn't like he wasn't trying and actually he did start off okay. It's just he then just kind of had this almost constant calamity vibe about him, really. Um, so I think cult hero status isn't too wrong. Hugely anyone popular. That, anyone that ends up on this is a cult hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think hugely popular is pushing it. And I do not recall any dismay when he was released. <laughs> yeah, that that is not true. <laughs> Who's written this? I would love to find out. Um, so, where is he now? Um, probably don't know, but no, I can probably tell you. I did message him on Instagram. <laughs> well, he did sign for Shamrock Rovers in 2012. Okay. <laughs> That's the last of him that we know of. Um, he was a player coach. Yeah. I think I think he had had quite a good career in, in, in the Irish League. I think he's quite like well-respected there, but... Did he play for Ireland ever? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, no. I think may I think maybe like youth level, but I can't see. He didn't play much above League One. I don't think. Bless him. He, I mean, he looks League One. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have it, to issue a statement on people that look League One next week, <laughs> aren't we? But I mean, he and we are talking own goals, giving away penalties. I think the the highlight and. I've got a very good memory of this. Um, it's in an FA Cup game against uh, Hartlepool. Brighton were winning 1-0 at Withdean. Um, and then last minute, Cross comes in. The Hawk diving header. When I say Cross come in from a Hartlepool player. I'm already picturing it. And bullets flying, diving header into the top corner for an own goal. To send it to a replay um, away at Hartlepool on a Tuesday night. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> Sorry, I lived in Newcastle at the time, so um, I've actually been to Hartlepool quite a lot of times. <laughs> so we just, yeah, we're quite often in the same division as them. Um, but the last train 
leaving Hartlepool is at like nine. Mid like midweek kickoffs finish at like kind of nine thirty. Nine thirty, yeah. Um, I remember that because that was when I was allowed to stay up till. Yeah. So um, I so there's about I think about thirty Brighton fans there. Considering it's like literally like what, five days or so after, you've got like no time to book travel or anything. Yeah. Um, and it's in Hartlepool from Brighton. Uh, so I managed to blag a lift. Uh, I got a train down from Newcastle and I'd, arra- I'd arranged to get a lift uh, to Darlington Station. I could get a train back up to Newcastle. I probably got home at about midnight. Um, Brighton were 1 0 up in that replay. Uh, Nicky Forster scored a goal and. And uh, not long after, Colin Hawkins gave away a penalty, and, and then it's 1-0, and then Hardyball got another goal not long after that to win 2-1. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's just one of those players that, like, you can see, it, it's not his fault. He's just trying hard, and I think it's probably the case that he obviously wasn't playing well, and the harder he was trying more mistakes he made I do wonder how these people end up because mm. League One is not no is it, like, and I think, I think he'd been signed from a champ. I think Coventry from the Championship when I mean Colin the Hawk Hawkins is still going to be the best player for Littlehampton by a country mile yeah. um, how does it otherwise it's like having a really shit bricklayer mm. doing your wall. Yeah, but they're trying. So but just, they, they've, just, just, they've just never done it before. Just keep booking them. <laughs> yeah. It's like the building of 40 Towers. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember him scoring for you? No. No? No. Any good moments? No. <laughs> just... Uh, like, no, actually, to be, to, as, to be fair, he when he st- when he first signed, he was playing okay, and then I think he just really rapidly went downhill, really rapidly. And by the looks of things, so did the career. Yeah. Who's sporting Fingal? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Well, that's where he went after Brighton. Yeah. Dundalk. I think Dundalk are like one of the bigger teams in Ireland. Two days after Sporting Fingal folded. Uh, I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, we are literally just reading Colin the Hawk Hawkins <laughs> Wikipedia page. So, uh, Paddy McCourt. Paddy McCourt. You've also included another picture. Yeah, what do you think? Well... Neat, tidy appearance. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah. Um, it's ri- have, you, have you ever given that man spare change? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> I haven't given enough spare change to someone like that. I think he probably could also do my roof. Mm. Yeah. Um. The Derry Pele. Cash in hand. Yeah, uh, Cash in hand. <laughs> oh, you've got to be careful with that. Um, yeah, we'll cut that bit out. Um, probably the Walla Walla one. Yeah? Yeah. Fancy giving it to No. Derry Pele. Yeah, so he uh, that was the nickname he acquired uh, playing for Celtic. So he was... I think he's very popular at Celtic. Um, kind of regular in the Northern Ireland squad. Um... And he he had a style of play that you can see why he was popular because he was really good at dribbling, like really good, but nothing else. So a little bit like in your Sunday league team, there's always there is always yeah. a kid he's, that he's, will do yeah. just that. Yeah, and he's turning up late every week. He hasn't got the money. No. He's probably it, forgotten his boots. And it doesn't matter because yeah. the manager was like, no, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. We need you, though. We, um, so when I managed the team, um, we actually had a player a bit like him. He was, he was German. And he was kind of these, he, he worked with one of the, our other players. And we, we were short one week and I just put a message out. Does anyone know anyone that can play football? And 
this guy was like, yeah, I've got this German guy on my work. I was like, he's probably going to be all right, isn't he? Let's get him, get him along. Well, sorry, why? Because he's German. Yeah, thought we'd go down that so, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good at football. And while we were there, was he on time? <laughs> yeah, he was. No, actually, um, he his timekeeping was actually really bad. Um, but uh, so he turned up to his first game, and he's like, "I was like, what position do you play?" He's like, "I'm, I, I guess, kind of midfield." I was like, oh. "So I haven't got any defenders today." When he says midfield, I'm I'm thinking like Bastian Schweinsteiger, Philip Lahm can kind of do a job at the back yeah. kind of player. Um, nope, he just did solo runs all game from defence and <laughs> was basically playing left wing for most of the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but he was just really good at dribbling, um, a bit like Paddy McCourt. He would just go on these mesmerising solo runs, but then just blaze it over the bar. Um, I don't think he was involved in a single goal. He he literally couldn't do anything else. Yeah, you said pass, shoot, tackle, read the game. He was utterly useless. Yeah, apart from dribbling. I feel like he would have been amazing if he'd been in the 70s. Yeah, Probably, yeah when I think when football was a bit less tactical. And yeah. a bit more scruffy. They often looked a bit like mm. that, actually, didn't they? Um, he would have been really good on like a boggy pitch. Um, he yeah, he was really good um, at dribbling, but not good at anything else. Uh, so your hypothesis was that he was purely signed off one good game against you, yeah, for Barnsley, yeah, because he I I do remember it. He he scored quite a good goal. Um, again solo run, and his shot managed to go in this time. Um, he, well, I do have a slight link with him. Yeah. Um, so his, his wife volunteered at, um, the, one of the charities I work for. Collecting the dildos for Romania. <laughs> I do actually have to specify, because my mum had a go at me about the headphones, that A, they were not in full working order. So... When I Sorry, say, can we just what did she text you and say I wasn't yeah. happy? Like in a in a serious mum sort of way. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you like, should say. yeah. You should clarify about the headphones. Did you clarify that only forty people listen to it? <laughs> um, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, so they were they were not in full working order, no. and they they're missing one. You know, like the spongy bit. They're missing one of them. They're missing the lead. Yeah. So I had to buy a lead for it. Um, Specifically, a Beats by Dre lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah expensive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did get them in full working order eventually. But they were they were not fit for donation. Is that the same with the dildos? <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so <laughs> he his, worked with his wife. Yes. Yeah, so she and I think a few um, eyebrows were raised. Uh, when we saw like you know footballer's wife um you know, supplied to be a volunteer. But she was absolutely great. She was really lovely, really down to earth. He says opening another beer. Yeah. Um he she I think she based they're like childhood sweethearts from Derry. Um they come from like quite a you know, working class background and yeah, she's great. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you you've said so much about the players over the, the the episodes. You've gone on to into big detail about looks and like how they dress, what you imagine them to be like. Someone you've actually met, you've just put was was really nice. <laughs> Sometimes the uh, you know, imagination <laughs> runs wild. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I think I've got a bit of a an idea of the the Irish greats, greats. Yeah, I mean, loose they have terms. like I mean, like Mark Lawrenson played for Brighton. I think he's probably probably the best ever Brighton player. Um, although he's actually from Preston, isn't he? Um, and there's, yeah, there's, there have been better Irish players. Yeah. Than, 
I think that if people have listened to all four of these episodes, mm. they've I'm probably not interested in got. Good players. Yeah, <laughs> they've got by now how this works. Um, you know, none of the knowledge that I have gained in the last four weeks is ever going to show up in a quiz. It um, isn't. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Which stadium did Colin Hawkins score a bullet? <laughs> oh, um, so, the the, the fight, main event. The, my, the main event. I think we should let him introduce himself. Yep. Hello, this is George O'Callaghan, and you're listening to the Albion Bean and Gone. George, I... How, how, are, you, how are you saying it? Well, I thought... I thought George O'Callaghan. Yeah, I say O'Callaghan, yeah. But it's like... O'Callaghan. Yeah, O'Callaghan. It's, 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 I guess it's quicker, George isn't O'Callaghan. it? George O'Callaghan. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my fiance about... Well, she was talking to me about the Irish accent yesterday, actually, mm. because we were watching Bloodlands. Okay, um, not seen that. It's a Northern Irish uh, police drama okay. starring James Nesbitt. Okay. TV. Yeah. TV. ITV? <laughs> No, BBC. Oh. Yeah, brooding. He's mm. actually I was gonna give it away. Um and then she started halfway through the episode just going <laughs> IRA <laughs> <laughs> And I said, You can't you can't just start doing it. It is a programme about the IRA. It wasn't that she just started saying it. Um I Aye, aye. And I was like, it doesn't really sound like that. No. Um, it is, it's, it's, depending on where they are from, mm. it can be quite uh, an abrupt accent. Yeah, I think that, so the Northern Irish accent is quite harsh, isn't it? I right. love the Northern Irish yeah. I Honestly, my, my perfect partner <laughs> would be male plus... Northern Irish accent. So George, he's not from Northern Ireland. No. He's, he's from the Cork. Republic. He's from Cork. Yeah. As uh, a lot, is. everyone <laughs> is. A lot of the Reading Irish players all come from Cork. Um, was it Kevin Doyle's Cork? Wasn't he loved Kevin yeah. Doyle. I was quite gutted actually because he, he was signed. He wasn't signed for very much, was he? Mm. It was quite cheap. Yeah. What you were gutted about Reading's spending? No, 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 the the Brighton couldn't didn't get him. He was really good. He was really really good. Um, so George O'Callaghan yeah. is from Cork. Yeah. I mean that's not why we're going to talk about him. No. We're going to talk about him because he is, by all accounts, I now have personal experience of George O'Callaghan. We really do. <laughs> um, a really good midfielder. He he was very talented. Um, he was signed on loan from Ipswich, um, and yeah, very um, just really good League One midfielder. Like good on the boys, quite tall. So you know, physically he was cut you know, cut out for English football. Uh, really good footballing brain, um, but left under a bit of a cloud as we. Uh, Got a bit of insight into uh, yeah. from him. Are we gonna? I don't. Are we gonna read it out verbatim? What he's or just give give him a gist? I, I well, I think we should just go through of the chain of events. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've been spending the last few weeks getting in touch with former players, yeah. um, some celebrity fans. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Minton. <laughs> <laughs> and George was one of the ones who kindly came back to us quite quickly. Yeah. Um, so basically, we go through Instagram quite yeah. a lot. Uh, I'm on his Instagram now because I thought we could maybe just give sort of like an audio, audio visual of, of what, what, he is. Mm. Um, there's a lot of screenshots, so he's not got no. aesthetics down. Um, he was on a podcast recently, Kings of Anglia. Okay, which sounds like <laughs> very it partridge. Be, it's it, the yeah. most partridge thing I think I've ever read. Um, and yeah, so 
He was very up for being on the pod. Yeah. So it really was. Uh, so Will, I I gave gave us more information than we were bargaining for. Yeah, we so didn't know. We didn't you, ask so him. You said, "Is it something you could do?" Something along the lines of, "I'm George, and you're listening to Albin Bin and yeah. Gone." And he his response was, "Good luck with everything. I have a book out soon, so there'll be lots of good stories for you. I'll do that, of course." Do you want a video clip as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, video clip would be good. And we kind of explain how he wants to do it. Uh, and he sent something. Mm. Um, it took, it, we had a few technical issues. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, is it something like that? Or do you need more? Mm. Um, we didn't need more. But uh, he did give us more. <laughs> yeah. He gave yeah. us this quote. Are we gonna not? Are we gonna do it verbatim? Well, uh, I'll let you fill in the, the gaps, other people. You work. Yeah. So no problem. Sending it again is fine. Using a voice. So he basically sent it using an Instagram. Uh, yeah, recorder. really. Yeah, I didn't know what. And we couldn't. Was. Yeah, we. You couldn't, can't download it. No, couldn't yeah. download. So he sent it again using voice memo, which was no problem because he was just sitting on YouTube. Watching Under the Cosh. Yeah, I, so I've uh, I didn't really know what Under the Cosh was before. I had that. no idea. I figured it was a daytime TV show. Yeah, it's but it's like a it's like a it's like a, a YouTube channel, and they interview ex players. I think it's it's quite laddie. Right. Because they've got a Leon. There's there's a Leon Knight episode of there. Okay. And yeah. Maybe we should go back to that then. Yeah. Um, uh, so I sent it you there I think that's just Irish style yeah I sent it you there let me know pal I'll do it again I was gonna put that Dick Knight <laughs> is Didn't, doesn't like him he doesn't yeah. like yeah uh, and I said well you can send that as well to which he said, don't worry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for him oh, in, yeah. in, in other... Yeah. It wasn't... It we was... didn't ask. No. Um, but, yeah, not keen on Dick Knight at all. Uh, could you give me the backstory on that? Yeah. Ish. I think we might have to get a bit more clarity from him on this, but... What what I understand, Brighton are doing quite well in the league. Um, with quite like a young team, hadn't spent much money on the team, and they were kind of around the edge of the playoffs. Um, and I think realistically, if they kept their team together, they probably would have finished in the top six. Um, they had uh two quite key players out of contract at the end of the season. Uh, Dean Hammond and Alex Ravel. Um, Dean Hammond also follows me on Instagram, by the way. Yeah, he's like a personal trainer, isn't he? Or does something along those lines. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, and then there was uh, Baz Savage, who's out of contract in January, because he did like a year's contract from the previous transfer window. Um, and then O'Callaghan was, had his loan ending in January as well. So basically, coming up to January transfer window, it was like, we need to get these three guys under contract. O'Callaghan was kind of up for signing permanently. And I think if they'd done those, probably would have finished in the top six and got into the playoffs. Um, Seems like Dick Knight chose that moment to really tighten the purse strings. And they sold Hammond and Ravel. Um, released Baz Savage and then didn't sign no Callahan. It's like a weird game of shag marry. Yeah, <laughs> kill whatever it is. I mean, but also at the same time that that transfer window they did sign Glenn Murray as well. So it's like it was a bit swings and roundabouts. But they were de- the squad definitely got really unsettled in that January February had a real dip in form, did pick up again, but just missed out on the playoffs. Um, O'Callaghan in his last game uh, decided to really lay into Dick Knight in a post-match interview 
Yeah. Anything else on George? I think it's generally. Um, I I will say like he's been he's, really friendly. Yeah, yeah he's he seems really up for a laugh. Yeah. Um, has been more than like he's gone over and above to oh, give us something. Yeah. Because um, he he wasn't put off by the uh, technical issues. He yeah, was really just, perseverant. I'll do another one. Yeah, because he, he not only... So after we kind of said, you know, can you send it on WhatsApp or whatever, did it on his own phone. Didn't really work. Did on his, then he did it on his work phone. So he's like, oh. sent it from two... Like, oh, I didn't actually know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, he seems like quite a good lad. Yeah. Well, but he did... Um, he did... He, he definitely didn't um, endear himself to Brighton fans in no. the way that he left. I quite liked it. Um, it's been fun talking about the um, Irish. Yeah. Uh, how did you celebrate your St. Patrick's Day? Do get in touch with us on yeah. show at, at Albion. And we are on uh, Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are now on Facebook. Yeah. Grinder. Yeah. Yeah, you and you can um, pop something in the post to yep. be in seventeen five yeah. pe. It might go to Stuart, my neighbour. <laughs> yeah. It might not. I nearly accidentally ran into him. Not as in he was mm. driving head on at my <laughs> car the other day. That's my Stuart news. Mm. Cool. Well, what are we going to talk about next time? Uh, we're going to talk about the 2004 playoffs. Great. Which, in advance, I've already read the notes. Yeah. You called it pre-internet. No, it wasn't. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> so just a couple of minutes left. Brighton have to hang on with 10 men. And here come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area. Need to get a shot away. There's the drive. Oh, it's crept in. Sensational 90th minute. Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game with seconds remaining, surely that's all three points for the visitors.